Everybody, welcome to another episode of Say What Again Billy podcast. I am recording this episode March 31st. It is a few days before Easter. Easter's early this year. And to all my repeat listeners and brand new listeners, happy Passover, happy Easter, whatever your faith is and religion you choose to follow, happy holidays this week. I believe tomorrow is opening day for both New York teams and a lot of teams in baseball. Tomorrow is the unofficial start to spring in my eyes when real life baseball comes back. No more spring training. You get to listen to baseball games on the radio and watch them on TV. And in a few more weeks, my favorite game that I play religiously every day from when it comes out until about November, December, MLB The Show will be coming out and I'll be able to not only watch and listen to baseball, but actually be able to play it on the PlayStation 5, which I am actually waiting patiently and anticipating the brand new graphics on the PlayStation 5 with that particular game. In this week with Paranormal News, I stumbled upon something that was very interesting. Out of, again, I believe this is Ohio, a small town and a small police station or department. It is in Mentor, Ohio. Videos of a ghost child shaking up a community and the police department. For several weeks, residents in the town of Mentor have shared eerie clips on Facebook and other social media outlets of mysterious shapes that appear to be lurking in the area, according to WKYC. One of the security cameras caught a white object the size of a small child moving extremely fast alongside a road. On March 10th, an officer from Mentor Police responded to a call about a seven-year-old girl running on a street in the Bellflower Elementary District, per the outlet. The officer saw something fitting the description of the call. I was surprised by what I saw. The person appeared to be a small child running rather erratic and too quickly for a child. The police report obtained by WKYC stated, The report also said the officer got out of the police vehicle to confront the unidentified object, but it had disappeared. The officer then searched along a nearby building, expecting to find a child crying or scared, yet there was nothing in the vicinity of the report. The police department also called in local police department authorities, and they launched a full-scale search for this particular quote-unquote ghost child. They used drones and canines, but nothing came up with any evidence. This is actually something that is very common with doorbell video cameras because I believe the initial 911 call came from a family that had filmed um, a ghost child running down the street when their, I guess, ring or other doorbell security camera that they use alerted them that there was something in front of their house. But the police that responded to this ghost child call did not find anything, but one particular police officer did see something and lost sight of this quote-unquote ghost child and I found that report very very strange and very very good because whenever the police get involved to a call like that that means one thing it is documented and we like documentation in the world of the paranormal if authorities and the government document things it is hard to say that it is fake as opposed to Joe Schmo telling you they saw something in the sky or saw a demon standing at the bed ready to uh, you know, keep you up all night, it's not documented. But when police officials and officials from the government get called to something, it is a big deal. It is now documented. In the world of paranormal, there are many things that contribute to paranormal activity. 
including your mind. I'm sure everybody has heard the terminology or the term mind over matter because if you put your mind to something, you can do pretty much anything. If you have to go on a diet and that diet is too hard, if you put your mind to it and you have willpower, you will end up eventually doing the diet. If you put your mind to lifting weight and lifting heavier and focusing in the gym, you would get that bench press up from 125 to 150 in a, no, in a matter of no time. If you focus on a test that's coming and you study and you study, you will pass that te- test. My mother and father always told me, and I'm sure many of you guys have heard, if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. But can you do things otherworldly or superhumanly, if that's even a word, if you put your mind to it? It's funny because on a previous episode, I had mentioned a show beyond belief, fact, or fiction. And it happens to be one of my favorite shows, especially when I was growing up. It was one of my favorite shows that kind of intrigued me and sparked the interest that I have in the paranormal. And as explained previously, it was an episode or a show rather that five stories were told and there was some that were fact and there was some that were fiction. And at the end of the episodes, at the end of the stories, at the very end, the host would say, which stories are fact and which stories are fiction. And they would give the first story and he would say fact and he would tell the second story and he would say fiction. And some of the stories that were fact were hard to believe they were true. And there was one particular story from way back when, when this show was on, that stuck out to me and I'm going to retell it because it correlates with today's podcast episode. So... If I remember correctly, mind you, this was a story that a episode that I had seen a long time ago, a grandfather and or father had his daughter or granddaughter over their barn or farmhouse and he was paralyzed from the waist down. Whether he was born that way or something happened where he lost the ability to walk, he was bound to a wheelchair and his daughter or granddaughter wanted to help him out around the chores outside of the house or barn or farmhouse. And she got onto this tractor, which was a large tractor, if I remember correctly, because, you know, nowadays there's different size tractors for different things when it comes to farming or doing things outdoors. And something happened where the tractor kind of jumped. Maybe she, you know, missed a gear or something like that. And she was thrown from the tractor. She hit her head and the tractor ended up going off and doing its own thing. Now, the father or grandfather heard this from the house and looked out the window and saw his daughter. And I'm just going to go with daughter now instead of repeating granddaughter, daughter, on the floor, unconscious, and the tractor had uh, made a turn and was heading right for her. He would not be able to get to her on time if he was having, you know, go from the house in his wheelchair and go around and wheel through the grass to get to her. Somehow, some way, From what I remember in this episode, he was able to get up and walk at a really good pace to get to her and pull her out of the way and pull her over to the side of the house where she would later wake up and then find her father on the floor or grandfather on the floor passed out from exerting himself for doing something that was not possible because he was medically paralyzed from the waist down. Another story that I heard, and this is not from uh, Beyond Belief, Fact, or Fiction. 
is um, a story of a child who had some kind of terminal illness. It was announced to his mother that the kid would be um, expiring um, or passing away soon from this terminal illness. And obviously the kid had to know because, you know, if you're a patient, whether you're three or four, the doctor has to break the news to you and you're in the room and obviously your guardian, if you're underage, is going to be your mother or father hearing this terrible news. So one night he went to bed, you know, comprehending the news that he would, you know, soon be not on this earth. And he had some form of a dream where he was combating the illness, whether it was with swords or laser guns. He woke up in the morning and told his mother, I beat the virus. You know, I beat the illness, mom. I'm not sick no more. I beat up all the cells in my body that were bad and they're all gone. And the mother, obviously, trying to hold the courage of being a parent with, you know, her sick kid said, well, that's a great dream. You know, let's hope it's true. Well, guess what? A few days later when they went to the doctor to just get a briefing on where they stood with the virus, if it's spreading quickly or if it's slowing down, if they have any more time to buy, to you know spend time together as a family with her child, the doctor came out with a shocked look on his face and told the mother that the boy had somehow miraculously beat this cancer or this terminal illness. There was not a trace of it in his body anymore. This leads me to the mind over matter. At a young age, you can possibly believe anything. And if you put your mind to it at a young age, you're so ill-minded not to comprehend the realities of life, you can possibly do things because your mind is tricking you. And that's not always the case because we do hear some horror stories of little children believing they are superhumans and jumping and trying to move cars and getting severely hurt, if or if worse. But this particular kid had in his mind that he was going to beat this, went to bed at night, and was able to cure himself solely by the power of his mind. Same thing with the elderly man who is wheelchair-ridden, paralyzed from the waist down when he saw his daughter-granddaughter on the floor outside the farmhouse, was able to have the ability to get up and walk over to his daughter and pull her to safety before the tractor would run her over. And that was, again, that was an episode from Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, not the other story. I am a sole believer in mind over matter. We are told that we only use so much of our mind. But what if we were able to turn that up a notch and use more? We'd be able to do things that are probably unimaginable. We really don't know too much of our brain or what our mind can do. We study the left side of the brain, the right side of the brain, what it controls, what it does. We don't even we don't even fully comprehend the process of dreams you know we have dreams some night that make absolutely no sense and then there's our there are nights where we go to we go to sleep and we dream and we wake up questioning whether or not that dream was actually real because it was so vivid that you could smell and you could taste and you can feel yourself falling or getting hit or whatever the case may be your mind is such a powerful powerful thing I have heard stories personally of people being sick and not wanting to die, not wanting to do certain things when it comes to being sick because they're not ready to either A, die or give up half their life to be bedridden and just somehow, some way, miraculously make a full recovery and are able to live their lives longer um, or to some point extend it. Your brain is a very powerful thing. Um you are told from you when you are very little you can do anything you keep your that you put your mind to studying for tests you'll pass the test 
doing a diet, if you put your mind to it and tell yourself you'll be able to eat these veggies and do it for 60 days or 90 days, you'll lose 20 pounds. And it's hard to do it, but if you put your mind to it, you will end up doing it. Your mind can control and do things that is beyond human comprehension. And it's a fact. Your brain controls everything. Your brain actually tells you not to see your nose on your face. Your brain is the thing that's telling you to breathe. It's the first thing you do. Your brain tells you when you're born, breathe. Swallow your saliva that's in your mouth. Blink. Your brain controls everything. We don't know exactly what our brain is completely um, able to do. There are prodigies born into this world that can do certain things. Like little geniuses, I'm sure you've, you know, everybody's seen that show where kids are just coming out of their, out of their mother's womb and solving math equations that I still can't even do like six times six. Like, you know, these kids are going to school solving math equations. There's kids coming out playing pianos and drums, learning martial arts, doing backflips, playing sports at the age of five or six that, um, on levels of professional baseball players. These are prodigies and these are your um, altered minds that are able to do things at an elevated pace. And it has to be something within the brain. Um, There are people that can use their brain to do things like psychic stuff. Um, You have the ability to hear thoughts or become like empathetic, you know, feel people's thoughts, uh, emotions. You know, the brain is the focus or the battery source for all that weird and strange things. So it is a very big possibility that we are not using our full capacity of our brain and our brain is capable of doing so much more. Scientists that study for diseases and doctors, they are that smart for a reason. They focus on their studying and their medical field and are able to comprehend and absorb all that stuff and are able to help people because they've focused on it all their lives. They've put their mind in a book to absorb the information and help people in their lives going forward with their profession. You are able to play video games and remember music, right? From 1995, you guys can probably now in 2021 recite word for word lyrics to a song because your mind has that embedded in it. So you may not hear a song for years. And when the first beat comes on for that song, you are ready to drop the whole verse or the whole song just because you heard that one note in the song and you know what song is coming. Your mind is a very strange and powerful thing. Um, There are people in this world that do have strange abilities with their mind that other people would never be able to have. Now, I'll get into the subject of Shaolin monks. I am a big martial art guy. I took martial arts for years and I'm, you know, pretty big into the whole martial arts thing. So something I like to read up on that's kind of not paranormal is the Shaolin monks. The Shaolin monks do things that are on the lines of out of this world. They have been known to tie things around their private parts and be celibate. You know, they do not think anything sexual for a long period of time. So therefore they tie down there so they don't have any kind of like wet dreams, which FYI, I'm not sugarcoating it, is a thing for guys and I don't know about girls, but 
I know as a guy that went through puberty, it's a thing. But the Shaolin monks will be celibate. They won't have any intercourse or any impure thoughts. Thoughts tie their private parts so they don't have that happen. Um, and actually do weird things with their private parts. Like I've seen videos of Shaolin monks actually lifting or holding things that are quite heavy with the private area of their body. Um, doing push-ups, one-armed push-ups, and doing um, tests of strength and acrobatics um, that would take not only just physical strength and ability, but the mind capacity to do it. You know, you're not just going to do things that can cause harm to you where you'll feel pain and not have some kind of control over your brain. There is a threshold to pain that people can control by using your mind. You know, you you tell yourself, I guess, when you're getting a tattoo, I have quite a few tattoos. And there's a lot of methods and techniques that I use to try to stop the pain. And all you people out there that say tattoos don't hurt, well, that's you. I, I love tattoos. I have quite a few of them, but... They're no walk in the park, especially when you're getting your ribs tattooed. Yes, I have two on my ribs or your chest. Yes, I have two on my chest. Um, or inside of your arms that goes up to almost your armpit area. They are painful, but there are people that can turn that pain mechanism off just by solely thinking of something else. There are people that can think of peaceful things to make themselves fall asleep. There is a lot of methods that people use and they use it because of your mind, because your mind controls everything you do in your body. It's an incredible, incredible thing. So there's been a lot of studies of, you know, elevated um, brain processes, like what your brain can do. There's been studies of what IQs people have. Um, and there's been a lot of people that obviously have more of a higher IQ than others and are able to do things that are just like what other people cannot do. And there's also weird instances that happen when something happens to you physically where your head is hurt and all of a sudden your brain starts making you do things that you never did. There is um, the foreign accent syndrome or it's a basically a process where if you get hit in the head, there's been reports of people getting hit or coming into uh, you know a blunt force trauma and all of a sudden when they come to they are speaking in an Australian accent or British accent or somehow they learn to speak another language out of nowhere now this is crazy to me because if you hit your head hard enough you mean to tell me I can just like wake up I can come to and start speaking Japanese or speaking in a British accent you know that is something that's kind of mind-boggling and I don't even think scientists or doctors have an answer to why that happens you know get into a car accident you go to the hospital you're fixed up by the doctors you gain your bearings and you're waking up speaking in an Australian accent there's no explanation for that um it's just pretty crazy there's actually a story I read of a woman who said that she was reincarnated. Now, we cannot prove reincarnation. There's just these really crazy stories, and this will be a future episode on my podcast, but I want to touch on a story here. And this particular woman, um, when she was growing up, told her parents that she um, doesn't belong here. 
and she was living in England. She actually had fell down the stairs. So here we go with the accident happening and the brain kicking in after they come to with basically a new format, like a reboot of what you initially had in your brain, but then coming to and everything is different. This little girl fell down her stairs in an English home in England. And when she came to, told her mother and father that she didn't belong here. Um, she's, you know, she's not from here. And this is after a doctor came and reported her dead. She woke up in her room um, alive and well, making noise. And the doctor and her parents came up to the room. And she was like, yeah, I'm fine, but I don't belong here. Something's off. She was convinced that she was supposed to be in Egypt somewhere. She had woke up believing that she was out of place and not in the right area. She was, in fact, a member of some form of Egyptian family in Egypt. And it continued as she got she went to school that she believed that she was a Egyptian. Um, she ended up getting into a lot of trouble in her Catholic school in England because she didn't want to say um, Catholic prayers and take part in Catholic studies. Eventually, she was kicked out of her Catholic school because she didn't want to take part of any of the Catholic studies, and her parents had to deal with it. Her parents ultimately took her to a museum in England where she stumbled upon an Egyptian um, museum part, you know, um, an Egyptian exhibit, and started yelling frantically in the museum that she was finally home, and that she recognized the sarcophaguses and the Egyptian art in the museum. And took it to such a level where later on in life, she ended up meeting an Egyptian man, marrying that man and getting a citizenship to Egypt. So now with all the stuff that happened to when she was a little kid to now, she now married an Egyptian man and moved to Egypt and became so knowledgeable with the Egyptology that she took part in a job. She took a job with some affiliation of a museum of a museum in Egypt and or dig site. And it's reported that this particular woman, and I'm sorry I don't have the name, it's just going off what I read. Again, I'll we'll have future episodes in the future about this and I'll get her name. Um, but she was reported to start waking up in the middle of the night because she was visited by an Egyptian god or ghost that was filling her in on who she was from the past. And she started waking up speaking in the Egyptian language, reading and writing in hieroglyphics. Now, this actually began to spook her husband now because one day she just started waking up in the middle of the night, writing hieroglyphics down at random in the middle of the night. And it was really spooking him out because she was beginning to do this every night after this quote-unquote visit from a supernatural Egyptian ghost. And it made her husband divorce her and she ended up taking on another job because she was um, going to be part of an area where she claimed to be from in her quote-unquote past life. And she was able to tell the people there that were still digging in the area where this particular garden was and what was buried under this certain area of this dig site because that's where she claimed she was from when she was born or alive um, during the times when she had this quote-unquote past life. And these archaeologists there at this site ended up finding this particular area based on what she told them. And they couldn't understand how she did that because she was apparently born, um, you know, thousands of years after that, you know, that 
was there, you know, at that time in Egypt. She was able to give these archaeologists pinpoint locations to a site that was not even known to be there. Um, and she ended up eventually saying that she was a love interest of a pharaoh. And it would have been bad if the um, people of Egypt found out she had this love affair with this pharaoh because she was supposed to be celibate and in this uh, religious, um, basically type of nun in, in the Egyptians uh, in that Egyptian time. And the pharaoh was obviously, obviously the pharaoh and couldn't really have anything to do with her. So it was said that she was murdered. Um, because of this love affair she had with the pharaoh and that's a story that she was telling um, you know after she had this metanoia um, when she was a kid she began having this past life experience and the story became more elaborate as she got older because she remembered more eventually she was giving these archaeologists pinpoint locations to more things they did end up finding more things at this particular site which was apparently where she was from where she had this love interest with this pharaoh and where she was ultimately killed or she took her own life for doing what she did with the pharaoh kind of got the story a little mixed up there but i'm guessing you guys got the gist but anyways my point to telling that story is this little girl in England fell down the stairs and went from being a little British girl with a normal life in England to claiming she was a Egyptian pharaoh, which could be true with the whole um, you know reincarnation thing, or she hit her head hard enough that she learned something completely that she's never even known about. Um, but again, the brain going through that blunt force trauma somehow kicked something into her brain to remember things and know things that she shouldn't have even known. Or remembered, she was giving archaeologists years later after her accident in her Brit in her home in England with her British parents, giving archaeologists years later pinpoint locations to an archaeology archaeological dig site where they didn't know what, what what was there. Digging all this time, she gave them the exact location and how many more feet they should dig to find something particular they were looking for. And guess what? They did. And this all started with tumbling down the stairs. And her waking up with this unknown knowledge because she hit her head. Her head, which is the temple or outside structure to your mind. Your mind is a powerful thing. It can control abilities that we don't know we have, give you the adrenaline rush you need. There's reports of people turning on their adrenal glands and getting extra strength in the gym. Um, listening to certain music can spike your mind and make you do certain things. And then we have the story of this girl who fell down a flight of stairs and ended up waking up, quote unquote, being an Egyptian and knowing locations that she shouldn't have known about. So I just wanted to touch base on an episode with your mind because... Your mind is a very powerful thing. And I think in the future, many years down the road, as we continue to, you know, get smarter and invent different things, you know, cars are starting to look more futuristic. Our phones are able to turn on our cars and arm armor alarms in our house. Hell, they can even open windows, turn TVs on and start our stoves. So many years from now, we might not see it or we maybe we will 50 to 60 to another hundred years. Our minds are going to be so elite and we're going to be so much smarter. Maybe there's a possibility that we don't just also invent different things, but we might actually have um, the ability to do different things with our minds. You know, we do evolve. We're still, I guess you could say we're still evolving. There's other animals that are evolving and having different traits as the years go on. And I think humans would probably be in the same boat. And, you know, you just don't evolve physically, but, you know, within the body, you do evolve and maybe our minds will have a, um, a much greater 
um, thinking capacity or able to use more of the mind where essentially our minds will be able to do more than just the simple things we do now. Um, so I had to touch base on the mind over matter because there was things this week that I was watching that corresponded to the whole subject I touched on here and I thought it was something very interesting. In the future, I will do a podcast on reincarnation and um, retouch the story I just told. Um, to everybody that wants to know, Amazon Prime Video has this old show called Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, which has one of the um, actors from the original Star Trek TV show um, narrating it in the... Uh, fifth or sixth episode it was someone different that started the show i didn't even know that until i watched it on amazon prime um don't know who that gentleman is um but eventually it went into the star trek guy hosting the show um that's something that i'm saying so you guys can check it out because i talk about other shows that i do periodically watch on discovery plus and on cable tv so definitely check out beyond belief fact or fiction listen to some of the stories and you be the judge if you know it's fact or fiction because at the end you'll be shocked like i was when i first started watching them um we'll be getting into a bunch of other things in my podcast to come but i hope you like this episode with you know getting into a little bit of the brain and the mind so uh, I have my social media outlets are swab underscore podcast. That's S-W-A-B underscore podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. You can message me on Instagram right on some of the stuff that I post. You can tweet me on Twitter. Give me some recommendations. Twitter I use to post my new episodes. Instagram I post a lot of news clips. Um, there'll be more episodes. And if you guys have ideas for things you want me to talk about, feel free to DM me or tweet me on Twitter. This has been another episode of Say What Again Billy Podcast. And thank you always to the Anchor app for giving me the ability and the time and the means to do a paranormal podcast. This has been another episode of Say What Again Billy Podcast.